0: Am I telling myself that there's not gonna be better and more? Am I telling myself that I can't do it again? Am I telling myself that my life is now a product of, of being a fuck up or fucked up?
1: She moves through the world with a sense of confidence and grace. Her once reckless spirit now tempered by the wisdom. Quietly, I am not alone. She speaks her truth without doubt and hesitation the life she leads is of her own creation. My name's Marcella G. La Loba, Women Rising, and I thought up this idea uh, to create this space right here, right now, just to be who I am and whoever I bring on to this podcast as guests or if I'm just by myself and uh, free of judgment um, and just being able to be open, to share some short stories, long stories, um, analogies. With that being said, I'm gonna introduce my son, Stefan Catalan, and uh, we are in mid-conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Every time there's, um, you know, cold weather, you start to feel it, and then it reminds you and triggers you back into that memory of when you had that car accident. And you can forgive that person that literally hit you however Every time it gets cold, you feel it again and you experience it all over again. You replay that movie all over again in your head. And I experienced that a lot with my mistakes, what I could have done, things that I cannot change. And I ask for forgiveness. But then again, you say, I forgive you, Mom, but do you forget? And then it starts to... Uh, these emotions come up with me as far as me being a mom, being a wife, being uh, a daughter and being a woman as a whole on the things that I've held on to myself and how am I creating, what am I creating in my relationships and most of all, of the relationship with myself and how it impacts the rest of my family and how it re- impacts everything in my life. So. It's been a bit of a challenge the past few days,
0: finding this space. I think it's a tough-ass concept because, like, it happens every moment. Like, at the beginning of this podcast, when we, like, started, you started talking and you were saying some of the most, like, real authentic things I've ever, like, felt. Like, I was, like, we're in a moment, and guess what? I'm recording it. And then, like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, like, okay, I got it there. I can be in it here. And then I look over, and then it's not recording. And then I'm like, fuck. I fucked up. And then it's like, hold on. Like, where am I going with this? Am am I going to continue to beat myself up? Am I telling myself that there's not going to be better and more? Am I telling myself that I can't do it again? Am I telling myself that my life is now a product of of being a fuck up or fucked up? Like, it's, it's I get to choose every moment if I can do better or do it again in every next moment that I get. And I think that, like, when you mentioned that... Like, does it, do I forget do do like, no, but like, that's, that's the fun part. Cause like they say, like, I don't know how that, that statement goes, but they're like, you know, God, God gave me strength. So he, you know, I, I prayed for strength and he gave me hard things to do, but like, you'll never forget the hard things because I prayed for them. I needed those so that way I can be strong. And so moments like that are like, when they come up, when I feel not enough or I feel unworthy, like those are my blessings that I get to have. And I think that's the next chapter of this is like how to how to continue to reteach over it because guess what? It may be popping up for me right now. It may be popping up for me in a moment before I walk in front of people and I'm about to speak or a moment where I'm about to have a client in, I start to feel small. And then I remember that this next opportunity right here, right now is the one that I get to start rebuilding on top of. Like it's always going to be there. However, which one... Am I going to feed? Am I going to feed the one that's already done and gone? There's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can change is the way that I feel about it, the way that I use that story for me instead of it holding me down. It's like, oh, man, see, the why I don't close this deal or why I don't show up big is because this happened to me. Like, I've done that already. I've done that story over and over, and it gets me nowhere. I get to use it for an excuse. I get to use it for a cop-out to not be a good dad. I get to use it for not to be a good son. Like, it serves me. That's why I'll play it. But at the same time, I've learned to use it for me. So sometimes, like, I'm not justifying pissy moods, but I use that shit because I need to get some stuff done, and this is the way that I'm going to get it done. Like, I hear motivational quotes all the time that say, like, be happy or, like, enjoy the one life that you get. Like, I understand all of that, and I think that that's super important to smile. But sometimes, like, I have a mask on. Not a, like not a hiding mask, but a fucking gladiator helmet that's covering, you know, shielding me because I'm going into war to get shit done. Because if I don't get the shit done, I have a bigger problem myself than anything that's happened to me in my life. Because that's me not proving myself that I'm bigger and better no matter what. When I go another direction and I don't get it done, that's when I feel it. That's when I feel it. And, it and that's just a me thing. Like, it's personal to me. And that's how I use it and drive it. But, like, the day that I, I remember it vividly. Like, I sat down and we sat at uh, the Scottsdale Hotel over there. And we were sitting in the, you know, right next to the bar at a table. And I was like, Mom, this, you know, when this experience happened to me, this is how I felt. But I want, I want you to let you know that I forgive you for it. But this is what I get to use from it now. I was so excited in that moment. Cause I, was, I forever got this tool that I didn't have before. I could dig holes now. I could fucking build things now. Like I found the tool for me, and thank you for that. And so like now that it comes up, guess what? I have the tool. I just got to do the work, and it's it's just a matter of me being lazy or not lazy. Because at the end of the day, what's done is done, and it's not an on you thing. And that's one thing I get to learn from being a father now is that. Presley's, you know, whatever Presley and Luna's get from me, like, it's just my job to help guide them to the tools so they can get out of it, you know, and they can, they can use that stuff to get their stuff done because I'm going to make decisions and we're going to, we're going to trust that the instinct's the best, but at the same time, I'm going to make decisions that might not put them in the best place. And at the same time, as long as they have the tools to get out of it, it's a win. As long as they can dig themselves out of any hole they get into, it's a win. So I can't be mad that they're gonna get themselves in holes. Like that's gonna happen. I can't be mad. I mean, I dance all the time that I'm gonna get into a hole. And I I continue to build evidence that I can get out of it. And at the same time, I focus on being better on not just digging holes all the time to get out of that I can actually grow and get out there and accomplish some of the shit that I set out to do. And with that, like. I know that I don't have to wear the weight of all that all the time because I don't know, like sadly, even if I'm hurting my kids right now and some of the stuff that I do, I don't know if I'm going to feel sad when I die, like damn, I shouldn't have done that. I'm still going to feel like I did the best that I could do and I'm okay with it. It's on you guys now. And you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right in this ride.
1: I think one of the biggest things is that, um, and it's not I think, one of the biggest things that I've experienced right now is this I remember when you were three years old and you wanted to play football so bad, so bad, and we went down and it was Scorpions football and you didn't make weight or height. And they said, you wanted to play tackle, and they said, nope, got to go to flag. You were so disappointed. And it was like, well, what am I going to do now? How am I going to continue to raise a man So I put you in soccer. I said, son, you're gonna build endurance. You're gonna learn how to run back and forth. And it's okay, you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna play football. But we're gonna start off with soccer. And we started off with soccer, you built endurance. And I was that that mom on the sideline, jumping up and down, watching you. And you're the little guy, you know, going through. And it's like, you have the advantage, son because you're smaller and you're faster. And then when you got to football, so excited to play football, and then watching you, and you got all these big guys talking to you, and it's like, get them from the bottom, son. Hit them from the waist down, you're smaller. Just as long as you get them down, they're going to go up, you're going to go down, you're going you're gonna to tackle them. And I remember yelling from the stadium when you tackled this kid and the guy flipped over and i haven't shit from shy knowing what football is i just know my son's out there and i'm the cheerleader and because that's what i do i'm a cheerleader and it was like whose son was that and i'm standing up and i'm like that's my son that's my son and when we went through hard times with um you know mom and dad getting divorced and so forth Um, and just whole transitioning, dad leaving, and it was like, I didn't want to be able, I didn't want to spank you. I didn't want to, and by all means, I have. I have, even though it's not what I wanted, and it was like, when you had anger and frustration, let's go out, let's go out to the track. I didn't know what else to do. Take it out on the track, and we took it out on the track, and that frustration, it would come out, and it was just me, and I was fit back then, And you were keeping up and keeping up and keeping up. And life just took a toll at some point of me being a mom, a single mom. And life took a toll at wanting the best of the best for my kids and the best of the best for you. And life took a toll when you still loved your father as much as you did. And I, and I was sitting here going, I did this though, and I did that, and I remember spiraling down and just kind of defeated. And I think that's a lot of the stuff is that of uh, letting go, is that spiraling down and the guilt and the shame that I feel, that I need to forgive in myself, of uh, putting some deficiencies in our relationships. Man, it wasn't even deficiencies; it was some hard fucking times, you know. I got involved in some shit and I can now say at least it was a phase and I didn't make it my lifestyle and I learned from it and I had, I lived with regret of what I put put you through. However, what is it? It was the endurance and the resilience and to keep going. And when we, when I kept recycling the same mistakes of looking for what I was looking for. And that was a family. Um, One thing that my dream was getting married, having children, having a career, and raising the children, the whole white picket fence thing. And I chose my first husband. And it turned out to be abusive and anger and bitter, and then I realized I gotta do something different for my kids, and when you did that, when I did that, I was still on the fence back and forth until you, my son, I got a phone call at work and saying, Mom, I need you to do something about this. I had to step up and take that courage after feeling defeated. I was a firecracker and boy, sometimes if you get me there, I can definitely still be a firecracker. But right now in this day and age, I'm looking for some peace and I'm looking for some, you know, looking for joy and not always having that gladiator helmet on ready for battle and ready for war. I'm not looking for that anymore. I'm ready to do that anytime. You can pull that out of me in any moment and I'll protect my children, I'll protect myself. I know I got that already. I got that down pack pretty much. However, about taking the courage to be loving and not so structured and not for per- looking for perfections. And as I continue to repeat my cycles, three marriages down, <laughs> abusive, um, drugs, and uh, adultery, on both ends and realizing what i was dragging my family through really had me take a step back and i was spiraling down like i could literally feel how my how women or people go fucking crazy i felt toxic toxicity just in my blood i had some crazy ass thoughts i did some crazy things And by the grace of God, he gave me a phone call and said, come meet me here. I want you to see something. And it's like the time when I was during that phase of my life, is what I'll call it right now, and a self-destructive phase. Not even going to lie. When we were running on the track and I fell. I was smoking. I was partying. I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted because I have been so tamed to do and play by the rules. And it goes from one extreme to the other. The good girl playing by the rules to the next extreme where I was just like, fuck this. What are you going to do about it? It's my life. And I remember I fell. And you came up right behind me. And you kept going. And I stayed face forward with dirt in my face. And I laid there for the whole track, the whole football field down. Then you came back around, and I'm still on the ground. And that's when you you reached your hand out, picked me up. And then you kept going. And that's when I knew I had to dust my knees off. And i got to make some changes in my life. And I reflect back to that because when I was spiraling, I remember that moment on how much I had brought you up. And I wasn't always there for the the most precious moments that meant so much to you. But I know I was there for you. And I know that my heart was always there for you. And it was rough. And this is how we, we do rough. What is one of the things that I've learned was that during that workshop, I opened my eyes, and we know the song, look into these eyes, because I don't know much, but I know I love you. And I remember opening my eyes up, and I wanted to scoot back, And literally, shit you not, inside I felt like, where's the closest door? Because the whole time, as I've been looking for a man in my life, a father or a husband, and that happy, ever after household ideal dream, I saw the man in my life. And it was you. And I realized, I don't give myself enough credit. And if I don't get credit from anybody else, I don't give myself credit. Who gives a shit if no one else gives me credit? And they have their own stories. I get this from my dad. I get this here. I got this. I see a picture right here with you and your dad right now. And I look around. I was like, where's my picture? You know? But then I go, well, that's a salt lamp that I gave him. And look at all these nice crystals and sage and stuff. And what did I teach him? Versus a picture on the wall. What did I teach him? And what have you taught me along this ride and this journey? <laughs> has been so impactful. And working through this, on being able to speak my truth here. I chose you today to do my very first podcast for a reason. It's called La Loba, Women Rising. Marcella G., And you got your first guess is your son. Yeah, because I'm a mom and I want you to understand and I want me to understand that impact of what it is and what we experience because women all over have the same experiences of being the nurturer, the disciplinary, the mother. (laughs) And some tap out and abandon totally because it's so hard. This podcast here is literally something that I want to be able to utilize as a platform for other mothers and other wives and, and women that aren't mothers, women period as a whole, on what we experience on a day-to-day basis. And also, one of the biggest things was how did I impact you in your life? And I want to know what how did I impact you in your life Going through just a quick synopsis of the, the, the struggles that we've gone through in life and the triumphs.
0: I think it's crazy. And one of the, the most important things that you could do, right? Because talk about my dad on the wall, but like my dad's not here to do this with me. Yeah. And he's probably had value to bring, you know, and, and I know that he does. He's taught me a lot of things. However, I won't remember it the same only in the moment. But at the same time, like, an opportunity to talk with my mother on something that could last on for many years while we're both gone for whoever might want to hear it. My great grandkids who might want to just listen to it and be like, you know, dad did that. Like, it's crazy because, like, Steve, um, Uncle Pat's son, shows Br- Brody his uh, Brady, his kid, you know, stuff from me in wrestling back in the day. And it's like... Man, I can't believe that that family's so proud of me. Like, you know, like that was some hard stuff. Wrestling was hard. And, um, and like, he pushes it on and it, and it encourages me to like be better, like to stay in shape, to keep pushing because some little kid I've never met is looking up to me and, you know, praying that one day that's going to be my kids. Or great grandkids, or or something down the line. Like I got blessed with these two beautiful girls for a reason. Like that, there's a chance they might produce on, and now I have a lineage that, that am um, great grandpa or great great grandpa, I got a name that, that, that could just mean something, you know. And it gives me, it gives me hope that like, man, I can build, I can build it, and I have every single day of it. Every day I wake up, like, I got to do something with it. I got to do something big. I gotta I gotta accomplish something off. And sometimes like when I get when I get into that shield or that like discipline moment, like it's a phase for me too. And I know that there's that other side where I say like I'm gonna be retired and on a yacht, you know, and and I've seen it done. Like there's people that you know, um, Franco Colombo, you know, fell off his yacht, you know, as an 85 year old man and never came back like, that, you know, and it, it could be me. And that, you know, that was it. And that also sounds like as scary as it sounds, as a shark ate him, as beautiful as it sounds, is like, you know, he, he did his life and then finished it too, you know, it in, in a, just the way that he did. And so with passing it down to the girls, passing it down to like, whoever it is, but it's like, Teaching them that, like, we get these moments right now. We get to talk about these things, which people don't like to talk about stuff. They don't like to hash that out. Like, I did a podcast with the last one we were just listening to, and, and, and uh, you know, Mike talked about not talking to his dad. As I'm talking about my dad, and I'm sharing a story, and he's, like, tearing up. Like, that's the mo- most movement thing I've ever heard. Like, it inspires me to talk to my dad, you know, about these hard things on what I'm holding on to. But it's like, shit, well, we only have one life. Like, we only, we don't even have yesterday anymore, and we don't have tomorrow. We only have now. And so when you say, like, son, I want you to be on the podcast, like, you know, will you do it? It's like, well, A, hell yes, but B, like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for all I know that is happening right now. You know, it's happening in this moment that, that we get to just share experiences and of what they were, but how we've grown from them and how we use them. Because I don't know about how you feel about them, but I feel like every single thing in my life has happened for me for a reason and I get to use it because I have no, I have no regrets. I have no pain towards it. Like all I have is what I'm doing right now. And I'm so intentional with it. It's a blessing and a curse. But at the same time, like my phone's away, my like, you know, I'm, I'm tapped in, like all that stuff, like I could be missing out on the world, but then again, not because the world is right here. The world's in this moment. This, this is what I have. And so like it it reminds me to just be calm and be cool because then there comes like it lets go of that feeling of anxiety that might come up or the fear of missing out on something else like it's it's just what can I share? who can I impact and if it's not who, it's me like how can I grow from this moment what can i what can I process what can I rethink on how I'm doing it and and just make a pivot in every moment I think that like it's 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 exactly when you shared, like, hey, Mom, we gotta, we got to change it here. Um, how can we do it?
1: You know, one of the greatest um, things that we have together is when we say slingshot. And just like that scenario that I said when you started off at 4 on that track, and here I'm in my 30s, and you're finishing on that track, and you're helping me up, and all it is is back and forth, um, you know, you go down, I'm there, but I keep moving, and I get to be that person that's like, I have to keep moving for my son, I have to keep moving for my daughters, and you bring up grandparents, fucking A, I gotta keep moving for my grandkids, because ain't nothing better in my life right now than being a grandma. You know, you guys are growing up now, and I can guide when you need me, but in that, you guys are flying. You fly against the wind, you fly with the wind, you fly with the flock, you fly on your own, whatever you're flying with. You guys have learned how to fly, and that's something that I can say I am proud of. And that's something that there's a balance between Dad and myself on on raising you and what that looks like, you know, I've got some tough cookies in here. And mixing both of that has really just created this type of, of relationship with all of us that it's like, we're fucking crazy, man. You come to a party with us, you know, birth, a simple birthday party. And it's funny because I've got this reputation now with our personal development community or even with other family members. And like, here comes here comes Marcy with her 16-pack. Here comes Marcy with two cases, and we ain't talking about beer and shit or drinks. We're talking about where our family comes in in a wave that nobody fucks around with anymore because that endurance and that resilience and the strength and the love and compassion to do something for the better good of, of, of through our growth but to be able to show our children, and we don't know who else is this going to impact. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if it's for my granddaughters one day, then it's for my granddaughters. She could say she's 52 and she ain't got her shit together yet, but she's on our road. And she's sailing. And she can sail through storms. I look at press and I'm like, damn right. Damn right. You're going to learn how to sail through storms. You're already doing it, Mama. You navigate. You've got soft. And, oh, you've got some powerful dark energy as well. And so it's a great balance. And it's nothing that's negative whatsoever when I say that. It's in a space of what that balance is. And raising daughters and raising children and, you know, and even just the journey of my own life and watching yours. And just seeing each other go back and forth in a slingshot. Anywhere from our education. And then changing our mind. Anywhere from, this is what I'm going to do and get creative. You know, I see you on your Facebook ads and, and, and what you do and it's inspired me. I've got something to say. I've kept my voice silent for so long. For the sake of what? For the sake of fear, for the sake of being judged, for the sake of uh, what are other people gonna think? Are they gonna say she's stupid? Who does she think she is? Or is that self-talk, or is this this is what I've heard in my environment that I grown up in? So it just keeps it kept repeating. And you threw me a curveball last night. We had this appointment to come down. And uh, I got it all set up, this perfection. My boss let me use his podcast studio, and you're going to come down. It's one-on-one, and we're going to do this. And I went to this um, charango circle, and that's basically um, a Peruvian ukulele. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I know it as. And I'm learning a beautiful song. It was my favorite song. And... um, the song is called Soguita de Flor Azul and with that song it talks about freedom, it talks about cleansing my soul and painting my visions and it talks about flying to the heavens and also filling my spirit and clearing my spirit and that's what I feel like I'm here for right now. because. I went here and I was like, I went for this purpose, for this charango, and I met so many incredible things. Well, at the end of the charango, I learned two chords out of four, and I was so happy. But this voice came out of me, that one of the other ladies that I did uh, ayahuasca with was there, and she said, your voice is blooming from soft to deep and powerful and then back to soft and you're shifting back and forth. And that's phenomenal. How are you doing this? I said, I don't know. It's just coming to me. The end of the circle, everyone's saying, what they're doing in life. We had women's circle, Kundalini yoga, you know, um, activation, womb empowerment. We've got drum making, all of these things that we you know, everyone else is, is talking about. And when a sh- the wa- the lady that said I'm doing a women's circle, I said, Why well, did a goddess party? That turned out phenomenal. The first round, the second round, it took a dump. But I knew where the energy was at, and what I was bringing, and the purpose wasn't there. But I thought to myself, why did I stop? And then, as everyone's going around the circle, it's like I've got this download, or this energy, my God voice, my intuition saying, speak up. And I took a deep breath, and I said, I'm doing my first podcast tomorrow. And it's called uh, La Loba Women Rising. And everyone started applauding. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit, man. Is Jamie right there? Oh, my gosh, she heard it. I got to do it. I really got to do it now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got this whole plan. It's perfect. And I got in my car at the end of the day. I was feeling so excited, so much energy just bouncing off of each other. I got invited to four parties um, just from my beingness. Things that I couldn't see in myself whatsoever. And I'm starting to see that, and it's amazing. And I go to my phone, and my son says, Can you pivot tomorrow? And I go, Fuck. <laughs> and you've got a laundry list of things to enroll me to come down. Is it going to be sushi? Am I going to have coffee ready for me when I get there? You know, oh, I've got, I don't got to worry about gas money. And then I thought, there shouldn't be no price to pay for that. And I said, so pivot and move is what I've learned and what I utilize on a day-to-day basis now that I've learned from you. It's a game of basketball, you know? You get a foul if you're, if you're holding the ball and running with the ball. So you got to dribble and you got to dribble and you got to pivot and you got to pivot. And the moment that you're clear, because everyone's surrounding me and I'm just overwhelmed and I can't get out of this pickle, I get to pass you the ball. Slingshot. You go. And the moment you go, you're dribbling, you're dribbling, and (laughs) there's times everyone's going after you now. I'm running closer to that goal, closer to that basket. Pass it, son. Pass it. (laughs) And you get to pass it. Who's going to take the shot? We get to take turns on taking those shots. And right now, it is our shot to be able to create something out of nothing or create nothing out of something. I don't know. I don't. I don't have all the answers, but I do know is it what you say is what we have is right now. And I've learned, even when I get trigger, there's a photo. Where's my self worth at? How do I feel? I wasn't a good enough mom. I don't get a picture. Or is it like, no, you're here right now. I've lost fucking 17 pounds over the past two months because I want to be here. And I'm done. I'm done with this phase of self-loathing and guilt and shame of not being good enough as a mom, as a woman. And I don't know. It's just, it's an amazing feeling right now to be able to know what that slingshot is and that we have each other. And you've been through it with me. And you'll give me shit. And then sometimes you give me compassion. And sometimes I give you shit and you give me compassion. You know, we are just continue doing this. And I always think, and, and you know, the girls are always saying, and just to say the girls, Steph, you've got twin daughters, <laughs> heckle and jekyll, that totally took away your thunder <laughs> at three because all the attention went on to work after that and that's something that I felt and I held on to you know it's like giving this attention today is my day that I get to drive down and not worry about what the spouse is saying about the gas, the car, the time why, who are you doing where, why are you all dressed up I'm me today I wear my pink freaking Victoria's Secret I got my fancy boots on And I feel like a beautiful mom, and I feel like a beautiful woman. And it's the first time in a very, very long time, and probably ever, that I feel like I'm not in control. I can only navigate through these waves. But there's no way that I can control the ocean whatsoever. When the fuck was that, you know? But I get to enjoy the beauty of the storms, like you're saying. Because it's happening for me. I get to enjoy the experiences of learning of what... A recovering of self-destruction looks like. And knowing what I want. And when God, universe starts throwing me curveballs, how am I doing it? I'm navigating, I'm adjusting the sails. And I committed, once I said last night that I'm doing a podcast, I gave this whole lecture about this with my best friend on integrity and commitment and self-discipline meaning self-discipline I could have easily said son let's shoot for another day but this is something that I've been wanting in my life for the past few years and I have not stepped into it and had the courage to be able to speak my voice and have fun, and yeah, I'm gonna cry. I started out crying, you know, I'm gonna cry. And this self-image, how could you say this in public about me, you know, thinking of my mother, my father, my family, my husbands, always worrying about someone else's feelings. And this is just me, right here, right now. And I get to experience this with you, first round, And I just want to thank you for for being here with me and experiencing this because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm sitting here watching you press buttons on this computer. I'm going, fuck. I just thought I had to talk into this thing right here, and we're good. And I'm sure it's so much easier. It doesn't have to be as difficult as I think it is or make it out to be and just flow with it and be rough and raw, raw, and things get rugged, but also bring that soft tone and bring the soft loving experiences that I am human with a beautiful spirit inside that's living inside of me that has Astro projection I talk some woo-woo shit with you and it's like I had this outer body experience let me tell you I saw this eagle and I saw you know there was aliens behind the tree and this has happened and then I can give you my visions and there's times where those visions you know mom's fucking crazy or is it like I don't know what you think sometimes when I talk like that. It's like, son, we got to do a lantern real, you know, what do we do? A lantern releasing ceremony, you know, because I have this vision and I have this. This is what I'm experiencing. However you present it.
0: Which was so powerful to like, one of the kids told me that day was like, the, appreci- the reason they appreciated me was because, I pushed them to do hard things, things they would never do before. And, like, we could do the traditional type of stuff and sit around. And we've done those those parties and stuff, too, where everyone talks crap about each other and knocks each other down. But, like, there's other times, too, where, like, like that moment in specific where, like, it was your idea, m- my action, or or leading to other people. And... It still impact and sometimes like i gotta remember that in cases of a slingshot like i'm not the leader i don't need to be the leader like i have an idea just like that soccer team that i played on like one of the most valuable moments of my life on that team was in the very beginning where we were all sitting down uh it's native american style on the uh on the, on the grass. And, and they say, what is our team name going to be? And I jumped up and said the T-Birds and everybody jumped up too like the T-Birds, like they were in it with my excitement. I was like, yeah, like whether I played a, a lick of, you know, time on the field or not, like I still came up with that team name and everybody was into it and everybody was cheering. And like that moment was higher to me that like, I'm not the captain of the team. However, I bring value to it. Yeah, it's powerful. It's a powerful moment. I think that right here, like these types of things, being able to communicate, feel authentic, feel comfortable, are important. I think it's it's the biggest thing that I can share as a man is is just my, my experiences of my life and not who I want to be, but who I am based off my actions because I know that there's another way to do things. I know where where i start to move in a direction i feel what what not enough program or or unauthentic when i'm when i'm not being authentic like i can feel it and then i get to like understand it like cool i see i see what's going on here and here's how i'm going to bounce back from it here's how i'm going to overcome that because it's coming up right now and it's it's not my job to control it it's just my job to navigate it and if it comes up, here's how I shut it down. It's like if, like an antivirus. Like when it starts to go and come up, like and I'm starting to slow down. Like here's here's the program I put in there. Here's the passcode I put in there to put it away. So that way, I don't I don't what shelter or hide or or run away from the things I have to get done. There's people relying on me. My family relies on me to be somewhere at a certain time because I said I would. My clients rely on me to guide them and coach them because I said I would. And, like, that's most important to me is that, damn, it doesn't matter what's happened to me before. It's how am I going to overcome it and not let it happen to other people? That's my responsibility. And that's the scary part because now I have to be responsible. And now I have to do the things that I said I was going to do even when I don't want to do them at the same time I know that it's it's more important to not recreate those feelings for other people cuz what am I passing down at that time whether it's my kids or not because whether it's if it's clients or if it's other people that are not my direct family like they still matter and I have to treat everybody the same on the same playing field especially if it comes out of my mouth that I'm going to do something it's on me now otherwise I say no sometimes I tell my kids what's my favorite word? And they're like, no. I'm like, it's not because I'm mean, right? It's just because I I don't want to hurt you. Like, I'll just be clear. I don't want to, I don't want to bring you more pain than, than I do good. That if I have a choice right now that I'll choose out of that one so that way we can build up for the next one or we can do, we can pivot and do something else. It makes them sad. It doesn't make me feel good. Then I go through like, Am I a good dad? Am I doing things right? When, like, I just want to make them happy, but then, if I follow them around and do everything they want, is that going to turn out all right? Probably not. Like, they're they're probably going to expect me to do more for them in moments they should be doing it themselves, and then it's going to hurt them anyways. So it's not my job to control everything in it. It's just lay it out. The best way that I can and and hope that they understand but then also use the moments that I get to explain it to them I get to show them the lessons on why and it won't all make sense until until it makes sense
1: absolutely (laughs) and and here I am right now like I said it doesn't nothing ever made sense to me and you know just I would say a, a journey really started over the past six years and with that um, not knowing how to navigate or going through pain, going through struggle, going through the challenges, you know? It's like, um, I, I always like to use the analogy, as like, you know what, I'm a six-pack abs. I went to the gym yesterday. I got home. I didn't have six-pack abs. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to go back again. But the consistency of it And I realized that going through the pain and going through the struggles and challenges that I've experienced over the past six years, when I looked into your eyes and realized that the man in front of me is a man that I've been looking at and looking for my entire life in what I created. You came out of my body. Your dad had some help there, but I nurtured that. I created that, I created you in my womb, and with all of that challenge and struggles, yeah, with saying no, with, oh my gosh, the pickles that we've gotten into and gotten each other out of, you know? Coming from that, I get to look at you and say, that's my son, and it's so powerful of what those challenges and what the struggles have come and done for me, not done to me. And just reframing that totally has changed my life. Why is this happening? I ask myself, why is this happening right now? And the more that I've experienced this, the more I have seen or experienced more people coming or attracting in my direction. It's like the law of attraction what they say, what is it saying? Um, you know, what you put out there is what you're gonna receive.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like with the, uh, like if you're coming from love or you're coming unconditionally, then like, you'll you'll never fall short, right? Like you, if you have, no expectations in somebody else, then how can they let you down? Like it's you being responsible for you at that time. Like when I give, I give. When I love, I love. And if you're putting out more love, then when anything else other than love comes, it's not going to resonate with you because you're a person who puts out love. You're a person who puts out the best of them. So when the problems come, you just turn it into something of love because you are a producer of love. And even it's, that's the reminder of even when it hurts, like even if it doesn't make a person feel good or make you feel good, like you're still coming from love and you're, you're turning that into a moment that's gonna share and hopefully stick to that, like, or just feel good or feel okay with. And that's why I mentioned, like I don't know how I'm gonna feel when that moment comes for me. And my time is up because the the only hope is that it's it's love. It's that I'm okay with what I did. I did, I put it all out on the field. I played hard and I'm good to go. You reminded me when you said coming from love,
1: And I'm talking about, you know, until six years ago, what stemmed from that. And what stemmed even more powerful was 2020. And everyone talks about the whole 2020. Well, 2020 wasn't about the pandemic for me. That was just uh, playing basketball. However, what it did bring to me was that calling, sitting outside and going through an experience of uh, some up and downs with Dad. And I was sitting outside, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and just kind of grounding, avoiding, whatever, whatever it is. And as I'm there, I get the whisper. My mom always talks about, she's like, Miss Catholic, pray, 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 and Mary Mother, Immaculate Heart, all of this stuff. And when it was it's always been like, yeah, yeah, mom, yeah, yeah, you know, mom, grand, holy roller, we all make fun of her. Every time she brings us a gift, it's a cross. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, how many crosses do we have on our walls around the house? And it's um it's funny because uh I'm sitting there and I'm wondering why is things in such turmoil right now? Why do I feel so overwhelmed? Um, I started to coach Team Sixty Nine for PLD and one of the things was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got this and this I've got going on. My kids are mad at me, you know, I don't got a good relationship with my husband. And um I got the whisper and that was to dig. And that whisper innately came into my, my, my soul, into my womb, into my solar plexus and says in my heart, and it's Mary, Mother Mary, Immaculate Heart. I'm like, what is she doing here? My mom sent her. You know, and it's like, dig. And I said out loud, dig what? And the word came out again, dig. And as I looked around, I'm looking at my yard. I got the whole HOA, you know, Arizona shrubs, low maintenance, drought tolerant don't have to do a damn thing, but maybe every once in a while trim. And I'm looking at what is fruitful in my life? And what am I tending to? Or what am I not tending to? And when I felt that I was, I used to have a green thumb and and I used to love my plants. And when I got in a space in my life, it was, I'd go outside and I'd garden. And I had these plants all over on 28th Street. We had all those plants, and it was like my my uh, sanctuary. No one could cross the line of my sanctuary if they came in with turmoil. Because these are my plants, and it was my space. If you came in with good, come on in. But if it wasn't, then no. And I lost that for a long time when I left. And... Um, When Mother Mary came and told me to dig, I started to look around and I was like, well, I can't do this because I live in Maricopa, I'm in Phoenix, you know, the heat gets to 120 degrees, we've got Caliche, I've had so much shit to talk about and why I couldn't do this. And I started to move out the gravel and dug some holes and threw some seeds in. Okay, I dug, I watered it, some stuff grew, and then... A lot of stuff died. And I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? You told me to dig and nothing's growing and I was growing this and this is dying. This isn't growing, it's too hot. And I was frustrated. I'm trying here. I don't know what to do. And I'm just speaking out in my mind, speaking out loud to the heavens outside as I'm full of dirt and she said to me one word, and it was amend. So I'm a deer in headlights. I Google, okay, what does amending mean? So it starts going to looking at what that means and what it's defined at as far as putting things back together or, or repairing. And I said, my soil needs to be amended. And as I said, my soil needs to be amended. Translates, my soul needs to be amended. Well, what do I need to do to amend my soil? So I start Googling that. First, you got to go get some compost. So I look up the best compost in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's go to Seamus's and we're going to get some, you know, um, worm castings. And then I'm there where I've got a bag of 700 worms at the worm farm. And I'm like, so what are worm castings? And they're like, worm poop. What? I got to go put poop into worm poop into the soil. Yep, you just go ahead and you just work it in fertilizer. Well, what's fertilizer? Shit. Okay. So I go back home with all of my goodies. I've got worms, I've got fertilizer, I've got chicken shit, I've got all this stuff and I'm taking it off and, and I've just got this little patch that I'm working on. And that little patch, as I'm digging and amending, and when I'm digging, I feel the soil or the ground so hard. And I'm looking and I'm like, is this caliche? I don't know what caliche is. Is this is this what's defined as caliche? Um, all right, so this is hard. And it was like, yeah. Just like where how you have your heart covered. And then... I start digging more and I'm breaking up this soil and then it goes to um, next step. The next step is go ahead and put the uh, fertilizer. We're gonna do 50-50 here. You gotta do 50% native soil and 50% of this fertilizer, okay? And as I'm mixing my hands with my hands, I'm drawn to be barefoot. And my hands dug into this shit. Animal fertilizer shit and digging into the native soil, I start to feel everything start to shift and richness. And I start to realize I cannot have rich soil or a rich soul without the shit that's gone on in my life.
0: That is a powerful one. Like you, especially using that whole concept for exactly what you needed. Like, breaking it down and putting the pieces together to get where you want to go. However, it starts from the ground up. It starts from the ground up. I think that's what's important. Like, with finding the tools, finding the keys on, like, overcoming moments when you feel the shit or you feel the weight or you feel the heaviness. Like, okay... The key to this is to go directly to the source, to go directly to the root. What's going to make this root stick? Boom. Like, where's the problem here? Okay. I realize that I'm back in this loop right now that I've been before. How did I get out of it the first time? What do I need to do in this moment? Okay. I need to start small. Like, I need to write something down and accomplish it. Or I need to... Take a moment and just be grateful and use gratitude. Or I need to just call somebody and, and tell them I love them for, for no reason. I don't have to tell them the whole problem and everything that I'm going through and just throw it on them or project it or make my shit their shit. I'm just going to tell them that I'm grateful for them, that I love them. In that moment, and it's like, all right, I did that one. Let me do it again like how do i pull out of this how do i continue to turn this dig in this glitchy or hard hard soil whatever it is like how do i break through it right now because it's a problem and where i need to go is is down in there so i can fix it and it starts with these little things like what are those little things for me and i think that like in my life it's always looking in the mirror like that Whatever's happening right now, it's up to me to, to get out of it. And it's I don't get to blame anybody. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to listen. Like I'm experiencing this for a reason. And how am I going to get out of it? Well, look what I'm doing. Here's all the signs. Here's all your triggers. Here's all your red flags. You're, you're starting to get distant. You're starting to get mad. You're starting to put on the mad face. You're starting to... to um, stay at work longer you're starting to bury yourself okay so now that we're we're going into this how do i pull out because it's my job to pull out before i go too deep all right i see that i'm blaming people okay so how do i take responsibility for it okay so who who can i apologize to and and let them know that i noticed myself in that moment and then boom make clear that up that one's done now, how do I dig deeper right now because that was part of it? Well, damn, I realized that I'm holding on to this moment where I'm blaming somebody. I'm blaming my dad. I'm blaming my mom. Well, is it really their fault, though? Like, were they just living in their best that they knew that they... That they could, because as far as I knew, they were just doing the best that they could with the cards that they had on the table at the time. So, do I get to be mad at them for that? Am I just doing the same? Damn, what a hypocrite am I? Sitting here doing the same right now, telling my kids the same thing right now. So, I can't blame them. Do I get to tell them I love them? Yeah, of course I do, because that's all I have. Then what's next? Like, how do I continue to take responsibility for my soil because it's mine? It's my garden that I want. It's, it's, my, it's my time that I'm putting into it. If I continue to, to hope somebody's going to come save me or be the man I need them to be, well, guess what? I know what it feels like for somebody not to be or I get the, all the stories that I have of who, who didn't show up or who did this wrong, I can find those. However, how can I do them differently myself? How can I be the man that I need to be for myself so that way when I look in the mirror I feel better about myself? I don't feel like I'm lying. I don't feel like I'm cheating through life, that I'm taking the easy way out. But I have to look in the mirror and be okay with the hell I see because there's sometimes I pass that mirror and I keep my head down. And those are the moments that, all right, that's the trigger. If you can't stare into your eyes right now and be, be okay, now is where it starts. Get to the soil. Start digging through that. And I think that everybody needs that, those kind of analogies or those those kind of situations so that way they can navigate their life when they're going through these events again, or these they're going to pull into a bad habit, or they're going to do something like, because that's what keeps us down. How do we get out of it? Well, pay attention. Think about what the hell you're thinking about. And if your thoughts are crazy, then how's everything else around you? Where's all the other chaos? It's probably all chaos right now.
1: But that's one of the things, um, it was a funny little thing that happened was as I amended the soil... I go back, and I start to replant again. And I had my worms, 700 worms I put in, call up the worm farm. And it's, um, you know, it's spring, it's hot, and it was against a wall, you know, in my walkway. And um, I start to worry about my worms. I called the worm farm, and I was like, so what do I do? I don't have plants in yet. How do I feed them like a pet? or my new 700 little babies that i had in the soil that was going to that i left the responsibility of the of the worms to now create you know and like i did my job and the employee at the worm farm says well did you plant them in the sun or did you put them in the sun and i'm like yeah that was that They get first morning sun. She goes, they can't have too much heat. They're going to die. And here I'm at work, and all I could think of is that I'm here going to go kill 700 little lives of worms now because I put them in there. So I call up Santiago, and I said, Santi, I need you to put me on Facebook or FaceTime, what is it, FaceTime, and I need you to go out there and start digging and looking for the worms and seeing if they're Okay. He's like, are you serious? I said, I'm serious, son. Do it now. So he goes out and he's like, okay, mom, what do you want me to do? And he's, you know, FaceTiming me. And I'm like, dig in there and see if you could see any. Where did they go? I can't see them. So I start to have all this anxiety. And then um, I start to research on how to take care of worms. And as this goes on, I realize that I have some plants that are growing and they looked beautiful sunflowers, beautiful sunflowers. And then other seeds that I planted weren't growing. Stuff I put in the sun, you know, directly, didn't read directions, <clears throat> didn't do any research. And actually, to be honest with you, I didn't connect. And so what looked like what was blooming beautiful on the outside, this beautiful sunflower, was literally, I was overwatering and there was root rot on the bottom. I didn't see below the surface and what was literally below the surface that I was digging up because I already planted this seed pretty much you know eight weeks it said it was going to be six to eight weeks it's eight weeks I don't see blooms to see if it's germinating and I'm digging it up then I'm looking for my then I'm looking for my worms making sure that my worms are fed whatnot and one of the biggest things is I, I planted all these plants here and I put the worms in and I got the fertilizer and I got the azomite and all of this stuff that you recommended on your YouTube because I watch you on YouTube. And he's like, okay. And I said, and you know, I just don't think I'm doing a great job at this. And he said, ma'am, when you go to the forest, what do you do? And I said... Well, I walk around and I enjoy nature and I give gratitude for everything that's around me. He goes, okay, what do you see? And I said, I see beauty. I feel grounded. And then he tells me, well, do you see people digging up the dirt to see if the worms are alive? and see if a a tree is gonna germinate. And I said, no. And he looked at me straight in my eyes, dead ass, straight in my eyes and said, stop fucking micromanaging your garden. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my mouth is like, okay, okay. And then I walk back to my car and I take a seat in that front yard again and I look around and I go connect. Instead of asking, why isn't this working for me? I'm doing my best. I started to feel, you know what, this plant right here, everything's trial and error. Too much sun in Arizona, when it says full sun, is it really full sun in Arizona. So, some stuff needs to be watered more, and some stuff doesn't need to be watered at all. Some stuff is blooming, and some stuff just isn't ready to bloom. But it'll get there. And ever since then, I learned how to grow my garden, and know that every species, Now, to use this, I learned how to grow my garden as I related to my relationships with my family and people around me. I'm micromanaging the girls. Why don't I freaking have a good relationship with the girls? Because I micromanage them. I'm always telling them what they should and shouldn't do. What's right and what's wrong. How to be. There's absolutely no controlling of the twins. Absolutely not. So I let them grow and they're like weeds, they serve purpose and they have these beautiful properties of of flowers that they bloom but they're growing and it doesn't matter and they grow just like the sunflowers and and this sunflower that grows in full sunshine and always laughing and joking and, and popping digs and you know, I learned how to say fam. Now, that's wild, you know, <laughs> I got, I got some slang going on, you know, and sometimes she's like, yeah, no ma, but, and then I've got another one that likes the shade, she just likes to be left alone sometimes, then I've got you, Santos, Santian, rocks, and I start to realize My kids are just the same as what I'm growing in every different species. They don't need to be watered all the same. And they don't all require the same sun or attention in different ways. And as I learned to connect with every species in my garden, I learned, started to learn and shift my relationships with my family, who's my garden.
0: Well, that hit home, that hit deep. I'm grateful to, uh, to have a mother like you. I can I can say that from the bottom of my heart that is able to see life for what it is and create what you want out of it and, and learn in the process and be okay with everyone being who they are. And it, it feels good that I get to be who I am and it's okay because it feels good that way. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you inviting me out to this, what in my mind felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to sit here and it feels like that one biography or documentary that, that is happening. It's like, now we get to talk and share life with each other and experience what we're experiencing and just talk through it and and it feels good and it's encouraging i hope that it it encourages other people to to talk to their parents and talk to their mom and just be okay with with what it is so thank you for having me here today to to experience that and know that it's enough and know that that i love you for who you are and know that i don't hold anything that shapes any of my actions from from any part of our life that I am moving and it's all my choice the way that I choose to do it and I choose it because I choose it that's it like it has no mm-hmm. no powerful impact on, on why I do it I just do it because I want to and I could say that I've I get to do that because of how you are and, and who you are and who you've become
1: thank you son my name's Marcella G La Loba, Women Rising, and I thought up this idea uh, to create this space right here, right now, just to be who I am and whoever I bring on to this podcast as guests or if I'm just by myself and uh, free of judgment um, and just being able to be open to share some short stories, long stories. Um, analogies and um, basketball and whatever it is that is able to help us understand each other to create better relationships with ourselves and better relationships with each other and our families. Go out there and have the courage to step into what our truth really is. Be aware, acknowledge mistakes and acknowledge um, our wins as well. I'm so grateful for having this opportunity to create this very first podcast. And I have no idea where we're going, but all I know is we're, we're building the plane as we fly it. And I love to fly. And I love watching my family fly just as well. And if there's anything that we can bring to the table, anything you want to hear about, um, you know, that's something that please definitely, you know, comment in our podcast here and uh, see what's coming up next. i just want, I mean, I don't even know what's coming up next. I'm just doing it. So navigating through these storms. And again, I just want to thank you for listening to us today. And um, one last thing is La Loba and where that comes from is that we have a howl. And coincidentally, your father, they used to call woof. And coincidentally, they named me during my biggest game in my life, La Loba. And that is to use our voice and speak our truth. Thank you. Love you, Mom. Love me too, baby.